From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVeca, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Hey, I'm hearing a rumor. The ESPN West Palm rumor mill is milling. Next Wednesday, there's a very good chance. You know who's joining LaVeca, Theo, and Stone hanging out with us? Uh Uh-oh. David Ortiz. The big puppy, big poppy, big poppy, hanging out on the Vicar Theo and Stone, and not and not on the phone either. Like literally with us. It's kind of cool, huh? As though it's pretty damn cool. Sorry to uh, who was it? We were talking to uh, Eddie in Boyden. Yeah, Eddie hates Boyden. everything Boston. Yeah, he hates it. Hopefully, he can get over that. Big poppy, big poppy on Wednesday. I don't mean to diminish this next man because we're equally as excited to talk to him. It is Mike Tannenbaum, our NFL insider here on Levick at Theo and Stone, joining us on this Friday. Uh, Mike, I know you're busy. You've been doing a great job on television, uh, but I didn't. We haven't talked to you since since the Senior Bowl, yeah. and we know you love the Senior Bowl. And I thought you did a great job at the Senior Bowl. What were your overall impressions of the Senior Bowl? Yeah, great to be with you guys. I'd be much more excited to talk to Big Poppy than me as well. So uh, I'm with you. That's- that's four for four, like totally like uh, big, big, big poppy fan. But, you know, I think it was the quarterbacks guys like Jim Nagy, the executive director of senior bowl really does an amazing job. And I thought someone like Bo Nix, you know, he said like, well, what does he have to prove? You know, like just going down there and competing. I, I give those guys a lot of credit. You know, like when you're building an NFL team, guys, you want to, Hey, you want to compete in the parking lot at night. You want to play for free. You want to play for whatever the prize is. I'm going to show up. And a guy like Bo Nix, new coordinator, new roster, new playbook, I give those guys a ton of credit. Those are the guys you want in your program. Uh, So I didn't see this. Now, you're on ESPN a ton. I mean, you've been a very busy man. But uh, Cyrus Wittig, uh, our teammate here at ESPN West Palm, he informed us just a couple of days ago that uh, you've already put a stamp of Super Bowl approval on the L.A. Chargers. So I know that and we know that you love Justin Herbert. We've had uh, uh, extensive conversations about this. Uh, do uh, Do you feel overly confident now because of the addition of Jim Harbaugh? What's the thinking behind in February? You're saying, hey, Chargers, I think they can make it to the big game. Well, I think it's about health. I think it's about, you know, you look at Lamar Jackson this past year, two-time MVP, but what, what, what gave them a meaningful chance they made to the Final Four? Lamar Jackson was healthy, and I think what you're going to see with the, uh, with the Chargers guys, and you heard Greg Roman say this in his press conference yesterday, they're going to be a, a lot more balanced, and they're going to run the ball. So we're going to be talking about a healthy Justin Herbert, and to me, that's the biggest difference. Like, give him a chance to be healthy, and I think that will go a long way for that team. Uh, Chiefs fan Theo, do you agree <laughs> with the assessment that the the health of the Chargers will allow them to close the gap with the Chiefs? Absolutely not. But I'm not saying it'll help them, yes, but I mean, Justin Herbert was healthy when he played the Jaguars in the first round a couple years ago, and, and that went the way it went. So um, I do applaud the uplifting of other AFC contenders 
um, up against the Chiefs because it makes it it makes everything interesting. But I I think there's no way the Chargers are competing for a you Super know, Bowl. I think what's happening here, and I've seen this a couple of times on Get Up, Mike, is you're doing a great job of putting out talking points and you have interesting football takes. But I find the likes of Dan Graziano or Bart Scott they're 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 quick to to poke fun at you, Mike, or they're quick to to push back on you. I, I must say this. I think you do a great job, and I think that you deserve more respect on that set, to be quite honest. Well, uh, you, you and my wife and my mom. So, But, you know, <laughs> like for me, I'll stick to the facts. Yeah. I'll put up my background and resume against anybody's, and I don't mean that in any sort of derogatory way, but there's a process, and I certainly put in my time and effort, and I'll take on all comers. I got broad shoulders. Hell yeah. That's Mike like, Tannenbaum. That's, I love that. that's right. Uh, so right. so uh, what he's saying is Theo bleep all. Yeah, I know. Uh, Mike, I get it. <laughs> our NFL insider, Mike Tannenbaum, here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Uh, Stone, could we play so everybody can hear? Mike Tannenbaum had a proposal that I thought made a lot of sense where the Giants do some business with the Bears, get the number one overall pick, get themselves a quarterback to be done with the Daniel Jones era, and and in return, the Bears stockpile for the future with the draft. This was from earlier this week on Get Up. Mike Tannenbaum and a proposed Giants-Bears swap. Bears keep Justin Fields. And look at the haul they get. They're still picking in the top six. And then they come out with a two, a one, and a two next year. And a really good young pass rusher in Kayvon Thibodeau to pair with Montez Sweat. And now, if you're the New York Giants, you get Caleb Williams. They got... See, so Caleb Williams goes to the Giants. You're sending Thibodeau and a bunch of first and second round picks to the Bears. You're still picking top six. Mike, I got to be honest, and the reaction was a bit of, uh, I don't know, on that set like I was talking about. I got to be honest with you. I kind of love it, and I think it makes sense. And I also am getting the sense Justin Fields is going to stay in Chicago. Yeah, I, I think all options are on the table. You know, credit the Bears, you know, to put themselves in this position. And um, I, I, you know, if you're the Bears, you got to be great listeners here, right, guys? Like, what happens if they offer you some insane package, be it, you know, Atlanta at eight, Giants at six, maybe it's, you know, New England at three, thinks that they got the next Tom Brady and Caleb Williams and gives you, you know, four first-round picks and, you know, a couple of other things. So, to me, my point is, like, let's see how this plays out. And, uh, you know, it's certainly um, – got a long way to go, and it's going to be fun to speculate between now and the draft. So, uh, just off of that, and then uh, Theo, jump in here. Uh, let's let's hypothetically say, Mike, you're Ryan Poles. You're the Bears GM. Are you more likely to keep the number one pick, or are you openly, actively hoping almost to be able to jettison that pick somewhere? Yeah, I want to jettison the pick. I want Caleb. Oh, excuse me. I want Caleb Williams. I'm trading Justin Fields. I think Caleb Williams could certainly mm. be. Uh, that good, you, you know, they passed on C.J. Stroud, and it, it, it's time to go try to get the next highest ceiling player you can get. And in my opinion, that's uh, Caleb Williams, guys. I love the I love that uh, that selection there, especially when you get something for Justin Fields. I'm curious too. We just got the announcement from the NFL: the salary cap is jumping 30 million this year, and everything is going to be wide open. I'm hearing, I'm seeing Cowboys fans tweet out about how this is huge for the Dak contract. Um, of course, me as a Chiefs fan, I'm thinking about how they might be able to keep Chris Jones and a luxurious need. But for you, with your GM hat on, who do you think this most beneficially um, – or what do you think this is most beneficial for? What franchise is going to benefit the most from getting this $30 million salary cap jump uh, this offseason? 
I think it's the Chiefs. You know, when you look at Legereus Sneed and Chris Jones guys, like those are two guys that if you really want to have a chance to three-peat in a meaningful way, those are have-to-haves. And the more room you have to work, the better. Now, they're, they're doing backflips, but so is, you know, the, their agents. So, um, you know, let's – but that, that's, that's great news for them. Uh, just off of that, the Dolphins are going to be assisted in a way off of this, but not entirely. They're still approaching salary cap hell, and there's a lot of decisions to make. There's a lot of machinations to this, but just in its most basic form, we've got Christian Wilkins, who they can franchise tag, or he becomes a free agent, and there has been speculation, at least proposed by the Miami Herald, hey, would you think about trading Jalen Waddell to assist yourself in staying under the cap? To you, to Mike Tannenbaum, who watches, was formerly part of the Dolphins organization and watches plenty of Dolphins football, more integral to the success of the Dolphins, Christian Wilkins on the defensive side or Waddell as a number two receiver? Yeah, I would trade. I made this proposal. Ironically, it was I traded uh, Jalen Waddell to the Kansas City Chiefs for Trent McDuffie. And my thinking was this, two great young players, not good, great young players. I'm taking nothing away from Jalen Waddell, but I'm assuming that um, you're, you know, for cap purposes, you're going to have to uh, cut Xavier Howard. And now all of a sudden you, you got a ton of firepower, obviously, with you know, Tyreek Hill amongst others. And to me, I make that trade. And the inverse of that is you tag Legereus Sneed, and then you go get Jalen Waddell. And to me, it's the back half of the, the same trade those two teams made you know, a year ago, obviously, with uh, Tyreek Hill going to Miami. So there's the point, wow. and now the Chiefs' counterpoint to that deal. Theo? Yeah, I would say the Chiefs don't win a Super Bowl without Trent McDuffie, and I don't think that Brett Veach would even, like, I don't. I think Trim McDuffie's irreplaceable, especially a second-year guy that does as much as he does on the defensive side. I get what you're saying there because the wide receiver position is like a position of need for the Chiefs, but they just won two Super Bowls with Miko Hardman and Kadarius Tony. I don't know why they would do that. Stone was uh, was 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 Theo ever in an NFL front office? I know. Hell to the no. Right, I'm wrong. I'm just saying Brett Veach would say just, hell no to that. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Mike Tannenbaum, uh, real quick here before we uh, we let you get on with your Friday again. Mike Tannenbaum, our NFL insider here on Lavica, Theo, and Stone. Uh, Theo is is steadfastly telling us that if it weren't for the fact he's an NFL head coach, we would look at Dave Canales and that outstanding jawline, that five o'clock shadow, the new coach of the Carolina Panthers, who Stone and I believe to be now one of the best looking, most handsome coaches in the NFL. Theo says if he wasn't an NFL head coach, he'd just be a guy. He'd be just a guy. Just a guy. He'd be nothing special. What are your thoughts on this, Mike Tannenbaum? Yeah, you know, look, I got to work with Dan Campbell every day, and I thought he was a really unbelievably good-looking physical specimen. So uh, I, I think these guys that have the platforms, let them, you know, exploit it, and it's well-deserved. So I'm going to give my nod to Dave Canales, who's the penultimately good-looking NFL head coach behind uh, Dan Campbell. Yep. Wow. Oh, Dan Campbell. Wow. I'll tell you what, in an upset is Mike Tannenbaum's number one of handsome head coaches. That I didn't see coming. And you know what? It's bold, and I like it. Uh, Mike, appreciate it. Outstanding like it. job as always. And uh, we'll talk to you next week, okay? 
All right, take care, guys. Thanks. That is Thanks. Mike Tannenbaum. Some controversial takes. Yeah. Theo is going at him. Dan Campbell is his number one good-looking NFL head coach. <laughs> you know what's so funny? The reaction that that Theo had to Mike Tannenbaum suggesting that the Dolphins would get Trent McDuffie <laughs> in a trade uh, in the offseason is the same. What? It was discussed. Yes. The same reaction that Stone gave to Mike Tannenbaum saying that Dan Campbell is the number one good-looking head coach in the NFL. I tell you what, Equally our priorities are in check here on the Vic and Theo Listen, and Stone. Mike T's giving Stephen A. Smith a run for his money <laughs> the, the past month. I mean, this dude's spewing hot fire each and really? every freaking week. I'm telling week. you, why would Mike you, T rules. Why would, you ever go machine. To, why would you ever go to me after he suggests that the Chiefs should trade away their all-pro second-year cornerback? Because I saw your face. I... I can't. What am I supposed to say to that guy in that moment? I mean, of course he's the genius, the hey, guy that has run. You know, teams, here's here's what what's happened. Here's what's happened. Mike Tannenbaum has clearly embraced debate. Yeah. You, Theo, what you're supposed to do is also embrace debate and debate him. Straight, well, yeah, that's that's facts. I mean, Mike so Tannenbaum, ridiculous. he's just throwing content nuggets out there for you. Gobble them. Why, 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 gobble is gobble the nuggets. Why did he utter? I don't want to gobble. The, this why did he utter the name Dan Campbell? <laughs> Stone is horrified. I think we could take that 15 minute that interview amazing. with Mike T and pull like six or seven things and ask specifically oh. why would he utter those names? I love it so much, man. I mean, for, I think I was excited. With, I didn't know where he was going with like, oh, Dave Canales. He's like, I was working. I was like, oh, he's going to drop Dan Campbell. No, you now, thought the was a, coming. McVeigh was coming, but no, it was a Dan, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's a good looking dude. He's a little just. He's a little scruffy. No, Dan Campbell would have all of our girlfriends slash wives run. It turn and run the other way. No, but here's, I, I think what we've seen, Mike T just, he's a muscle guy. He's a muscle guy. He's got a type. He's, he's got, got a type. A type. It's, he's it's, got big manly guy. You know? Yeah, he muscle. Yeah. He, likes, he likes big muscle men. Chip he's on the shoulder manliest type. dude. Who's yeah. the manliest head coach in the NFL? Dan, like, Camp. Dan, Dan Camp. Camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he likes alphas. He yes. scares his own players, yes. they say. That was the report from right. Diana Rustini. Right. You yes. know? So, so I get don't that. knock, don't knock it. It's just his type. That's his flavor. You guys like Meanwhile, the Meanwhile, Dave Canales is a little metrosexual, and that's Stone and Mike thing. Yeah, y'all are like, oh my God. There Ken goes again, lumping me in, talking for me. Like You've been agreeing with him Yeah, I did. Canales, what else? What else could it be about Dave Canales? Yeah. He's a little metrosexual. He's pretty. I, I that's what I like in my. I mean, men. this dude's a babe. 